Hey, Schmazettes, you're listening to Listen. Listen with Patty and Emily. I'm Patty. And I'm Emily. Five, six, seven, eight. Patty and Emily most obsessively talking about all your favorite Broadway shows. Patty and Emily thoughts and comedy from Broadway super fans. From Broadway super fans. Emily, I heard you had an eventful subway ride today. I had a very exciting subway ride today. Oh my gosh. Okay, so like I was going to Brooklyn from my apartment and I had a long train ride ahead of me and I finally found a seat, although it was a gross seat. Like, you know, when you see a seat and you're like, "Mm, I see why people are not Mm -hmm. sitting there because there's something sticky and gross, but it was like at the back of the seat and I was like, I can perch on the front of the seat because like I'm going to be on the train for like an hour, so I really want to sit. So I sit down right as, like, we had come into a station, and then I was, like, messing with my bag, and I look up after I'm all settled in, and I was like, holy fucking shit, Mary Beth Peel is sitting across from me on this train. (gasps) Which was really exciting. Um, Yeah, Mary Beth Peel was just sitting across from me on the train reading a newspaper. Ugh, the stalker in me wants to ask what station. Well, I'll tell you that. So I don't know what she's doing. Okay. No, you know, yeah. don't know if she was coming or going. Mm-hmm. But it was great. And I was like, she's so beautiful. She had some nice, really tasteful makeup on. Just a little Good. bit of liner, a little mascara, a little bit of blush, a little bit of foundation, girl. And uh, yeah, she was just reading the newspaper. And I was like, I love you so much. <laughs> I almost thought I was like, I feel like she's the type of person who I could say something to her. I like, think I you probably like, I love could have. I would be like, I love the visit and I love you on the good wife. And she would be like, oh, thank you. Yeah. She would be so gracious. I feel like she would be, but I didn't want to bother her. She was just like having a lazy, a lazy Saturday afternoon on the, on the train reading her newspaper. Good for her. I hope. Yeah, good for her. I hope she had a nice, you know, I don't know, stroll through Union Square or something. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we did see one show this week. Yeah, we did. We saw here at Playwrights Horizons. And it was fucking wonderful. It was really, really good. Oh, my God. It was so good. I honestly, honestly, like, I like I wouldn't say, oh, it's my favorite, like, play or, or my favorite show. But it was one of my favorite theatrical experiences mm. because we we were sitting in the front row and like the it was in the peter j sharp theater at playwrights which is really small and like i've sat in that theater several times and like it's a cute it's a small theater but it's also like really boxy and really modern feeling and and you, you know all that yeah but like because of the way the set is and because we were sitting in the front row, I felt like if we were at like some sort of like immersion theater where we were like sitting in someone's living room. Mm. Like that's – it felt so awesome. Like I just felt like I was sitting in someone's living room watching their family drama unfold. Like I fucking loved it. Yeah, but it wasn't like intrusive or awkward. Like sometimes it can be when you're that close. Cause, right, right. Because they were so focused on on what they were doing. Right. Um, totally. Yeah. So for those of you who don't know this play, which I didn't really know anything about it except that it involved trans issues. That's all mm-hmm. I knew about it. Um, it's about a family 
who one of the children is transitioning and the older son has come back from being in the war to have his whole family changed basically. Right. Yeah. He like comes home and they didn't tell him that like your father had a stroke and is an invalid and your, you know, sibling is transitioning. And like, we have taken the house from being like clean and orderly and run like, you know, a military dad would to being covered in like stickers <laughs> and, and and looking like a hoarder's yeah, house. Yeah. Oh my God. But it was, can I, I just, it was an amazing play, like great and interesting and all that. And also Christine Nielsen. Oh my God. She is so amazing. Like aside from after seeing Vanya and Sonia at Paper Mill and being like, oh, this is a great play. Then after seeing Christine in, um, uh, uh, oh my gosh, what, uh, can't, oh, then after seeing Christine and you can't take it with you and this, I'm like even more angry at myself for not trying harder to see Vanya and Sonia. I only tried I mean, once. don't, don't, you know, live life with no regrets and all that shit. But she was incredible, obviously. <laughs> well, I mean... But, but but you've seen her in this show. Like, seeing her in this show, she's... I mean, she's fucking well, incredible. Sure, like, she was incredible in Vanya and Sonia Masha and Spike also, but, like... It's one of those things I, I mean, where, I understand how you feel. Yeah, if you see someone it, that you couldn't have seen in other things in the past, you're like, oh, I wish I could have seen them in that. And now I'm like, mm. oh, I could have seen her in that. Yeah, you know, yeah, that, yeah. You know me. I don't really have those kind of regrets. It's not like I'm lying awake at night crying myself to sleep. But it's just sort of mm-hmm. like, oh, I tried on, what was it, like the day before the Tonys to do Rush. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what yeah, a yeah. dummy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. That's all right. That's too bad. I'm trying to find the... um like when this play is from, because it's its New York premiere, but we were talking after this show and someone had said it was in Chicago a while ago. And yeah, my understanding from that is that it is not, it's been around, you know, it's been like existed and mm-hmm. been licensed yeah. for several years. Yeah, I'm seeing San Francisco last year, but I don't I don't know. I can't find anything definitive. Only because one of the interesting things that you brought up is that Christine Niel- Nielsen, yeah, Christine Nielsen's character uses the term transsexual instead of transgender, right. which is how right. I would think that that character would identify. Right. And also, well, it's just interesting time period-wise because right. you're like, what? If somebody says transsexual, I'm like, when was this written? And that that character and is very careful to be like up on all right, the new right. things. That's why it stuck out so much. Yeah, because I thought like it was the strange whole too. Play is about language and how we use it and trans words and blah 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 blah. And then to have her say transsexual, you're like, what? Yeah, that is that's like such an outdated term that literally nobody I know uses. I mean, this play dealt with so many different things beyond this even and, Mm. and, and issues that are layered on top of this, like Mm -hmm. PTSD and abuse and, uh, Mm -hmm. uh, you know, empathy, but also vengeance isn't really the right word, but I, I can't think of something better to describe it as. And just the the moral 
uh, ideas behind those things. Right. Oh, so good. You guys should all go see it. Mm, yes. It's so good. Oh, my God. I want to see it again. I, might. I would definitely see it again. Yeah. I would want to sit in the front row again, though. It's, <laughs> it's only open through the 20th of December. I don't know if I'm going to be uh, able to get there, but uh, you guys should all definitely. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. If you're in New York, definitely, definitely go see this play. Mm-hmm. It was amazing. Christine Nielsen is amazing. The other actors are amazing. I don't have my yeah. playbill in front of me right it's, now, but everybody, yeah. the whole cast was amazing. And the a teenager is like, who's a real teenager, which how often does that happen? <laughs> and a real trans person. And yeah, a real teenager and a real trans Tom person. Two Thielen. extremely important realisms yes. to have. Yes. He's great. Does that make sense? Realisms? Yeah. Cameron yeah, Scroggins plays the older brother. Isaac, he was great. Daniel Oreskes plays the dad. Hmm. Man, it's just like, you know what is so amazing that I was thinking about, about having an actual trans person that I don't think like, you know, people that keep casting cisgendered actors in these roles don't mm-hmm. fucking understand is that like, once when you know a lot of trans people like obviously trans people look different from everybody looks different but there's like certain traits that go together and when you know a lot of trans people like you can identify those things and so when you're seeing a person that's like a teenager who's on testosterone they have like i don't know like i don't know how to describe it but it's like an authenticity you're like that is a person who is on testosterone they have that patchy funny facial hair that you know you get when you're just starting to take testosterone and stuff like they don't like trans people i don't know what i'm saying no it makes sense i like having a trans person it fucking does make a difference like not just for like representation like like just invisibility like in literal factuality like Trans people look like trans people. Yeah. Straight people. I mean, not straight people. Huh. Cis people. <laughs> I watched the trailer for The Danish Girl today also. So, like, yeah, watching the trailer for that, and I was like, listen, like, the trailer looks like, oh, it's this amazing movie, but when you fucking look at Eddie Redmayne, like, they did a good job of putting makeup on him to make him look post, you know, like he's had work done. Mm-hmm. But it still fucking looks like Eddie Redmayne. Like, it still looks like Eddie Redmayne in drag, which is what it is. It doesn't look like, you know, a trans woman who's been through transition. Like, you fucking look like Eddie Redmayne. And it's offensive because that just perpetuates the idea that trans people are like, you know... I they think just look what's like dudes in dresses, dresses, trans women. Mm. I think what's difficult about a movie like that or telling that kind of story in this show, they weren't showing the transformation of uh, Tom Phelan's character going from F to M. He right. he essentially was already you know, you're still on hormones and all of that, but like in, in the middle of the trans, the transformation, is that the right. transition? I don't know why I'm saying transformation, <laughs> but 
I think like that's the problem with like mainstream media's like coverage of trans issues is that like most of the time they're like, oh, it's about this person who's like discovering they're trans. And that's why we can cast someone who is of the wrong, you know, cisgendered because we have to see them with their bare boy chest and like all that bullshit. Or like, remember when Felicity Huffman, right? Uh, yeah, I never saw that movie. Trans America. I didn't see that movie either, but like, same thing. Well, like, I I don't know. She might've already been in the midst of it. I I understand what you're saying. And I don't know how you can tell those stories of actual transition unless Mm. you have someone who's willing to go back. Or you have a situation no, but like, like... Or you could just cast a different fucking actor. Yeah, that's true. Like, I mean, if you can find people... Like, whatever. I don't... I, I think there's plenty of doppelgangers yeah, or whatever. Yeah, like, like you like, have someone play a younger person rather than yeah. ha- put them in eight, old age makeup later. Like, the thing that's frustrating is that it's like, they could do it. Sure. And they don't. They could find a way, like, all these, like, oh, but, 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 like, they could do it if they wanted to. It's, I hear what you're saying. I think it it is some people who don't want to. I think it's also some people who don't know how to yet. Yeah, I guess. I mean, I think the the craziest thing for people to realize when they were watching Orange is the New Black was that Laverne Cox's twin brother was playing her before transition. And people thought that she had, like, you know, dressed back as a man. Right. Which she was said she was willing to do, but she also was like, surprised I, I have But a I have this twin brother. Yeah. yeah. I don't know. I, I understand. And it's good that in this situation, you know, they knew what they were doing. Right. Yeah. And hopefully, oh, as the public has said... They also will be casting trans people. Hopefully, they will follow oh, through with they that. Better. Yeah. I mean, I can't they... imagine being someone going to see this show and seeing mm. yourself on stage. I can on some very tiny level. It's not the same sure. thing at all, you know. But right. No, absolutely. It's I just mean... like it's just like anything else. If you're outside of any sort of norm, seeing part of right. your story told. On I'm, stage. I'm finally finally seeing it up on stage yeah. like yeah. Yeah, yeah 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 so you yeah. should all go see here super good and if somebody's doing a production near you go see that yeah or ask someone to do a production yeah you know if you have a community theater or regional theater that's near you send them an email and say i think this is a really good play and you guys should produce it and it tells an important oh. story Exactly. I feel like people oh. don't do that. Because maybe they don't think they like, can. Right. And it's not like necessarily they're going to take it. Right. But like, it can't hurt. It's good if like a ton of people all said it. Yeah. Work. Please don't do another production of The Sound of Music, even though it's classic, great musical theater. We've all seen it mm-hmm. a million times. Yep. Well, speaking yeah. of things uh, coming to an end. Games at Sea is Aww. closing on July third. I mean, oh, January third. See it again. Oh yeah, January. Yeah, January. January. The January slaughter. Right. Well, mm. I pulled up all of the things that are closing in January so far. 
January 3rd so, is a rough day, you guys. Yeah. <laughs> some things, every year. Some things are coming to, yeah, that first Sunday in January. Some things are coming to an end uh, like they were planned to, and some things are closing early. Uh, on January 3rd, these are the shows that are closing. Hand to God, Sylvia, mm-hmm. Dames at Sea, <laughs> Lord of the Dance, The Illusionists, and Therese Racking. What was that? <laughs> oh, that one. <laughs> Judith Light's yeah, in Judith that Light. shit. Well, that, I, you know, it's, what's her face? Keira Knightley. So it is always going to be a limited run. Right. Yeah. Um, but we should yeah, see I just, if there are I any can't tell if I, I'm sure there will if I, be. It's, it's roundabout. Isn't it roundabout? Oh, yeah, not link ticks. The other one, hip ticks. Yeah, hip ticks. Yeah. I just don't know if, like, is, is Judith anybody Knight seen light it? Like, can it? Like, <laughs> right. Like, is it a... Is it a do I need to see it because I love Judith Light so much or can I skip it I because you I can don't probably care skip it. about whatever it is? I think you could probably I don't even skip know it. what it is. It just I know myself and I know what I like. Yeah. I mean, it's a period piece. Yeah, and it's like Kieran Knightley and it's probably like drama and they're probably like speaking in you know some sort of or yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, I honestly I mean, don't correct know. me if I'm yeah, wrong, right. internet. <laughs> correct me if I'm wrong. Yeah. And it's a either. highball comedy with Judith Light at the center of it. Well, I don't I don't think you're wrong about that. <laughs> not not that she doesn't deserve it. I'd see that. But also closing in January, the gin game. Hmm. Gentleman's Guide to, uh, is on the tenth. Oh Gentleman's, Gentleman's Guide is closing guide. on the seventeenth. Uh, Spring Awakening is closing on the 24th. And th- that was planned, and the gin game was planned. Gentlemen's announced early earlier that right, they were, right, they've right. been running for a couple of years. Yeah. Um, I do kind of want to see that again because I only saw it the one time. Yeah, I wouldn't mind seeing that again. China Doll is closing on the 31st, and King Charles III is closing on the 31st, and both of those, I believe, were scheduled. Oof, January. I know, and that's just, you know, now. Yeah. I don't know what else may or may not be in danger. I think oh, I don't know. Spring Awakening's going to limp through their yeah last couple their weeks. last few weeks. Um, and they had some high profile uh, uh, performances, like they were on the late late. I don't know the one with Seth Meyers. Um, so maybe that'll get them okay. some holiday people in. Oh, also, did you see this on Twitter? <laughs> Two times this week, people had dogs <gasps> in the audience of Spring Awakening. Both in Spring Awakening? Yeah, both Spring Awakening. Two different people. Somebody tweeted at me being like, I was at Spring Awakening tonight, and there was a dog sitting near me. Like, somebody had a dog. And I was like, whoa, that's crazy. And then, like, two days later, somebody else was like, ironically, I was at Spring Awakening today, and there was also a dog in the audience. I mean, maybe they were support animals? I don't, I mean, let me look at my tweets. Hang on. I don't know that I've ever seen a support animal in a Broadway show, though. Oh, I have. When I one of the plays that I saw at the Classic Stage Company, the person sitting in front of me had a he was blind and he had a seeing eye dog who sat it was like a golden retriever and it sat underneath his seat for the whole show. Oh. That dog was super chill, no bigs. Well, yeah, towards the trained. end of the show. Well, it was long. It was like yeah. a hour and a half of just sitting in the dark. I don't know. I mean, I know they're well, well yeah. trained, but 
you know, there's still that's dogs. a long time to just sit without moving, especially. Yeah. Um. But yeah, wait, what? The, oh, towards the end of the show, he started wagging his tail a little bit, Aww. and I could hear the he thump thump, it. and I was like, oh, hey, doggy. Yeah. Wait, let me see these tweets. Wait, I'm totally wrong. <laughs> I'm completely wrong. The first one was, it was one at Spring Awakening, and one of them was at On Your Feet. Oh, well, then just, I don't was know it why. the same dog? I mean, who knows? Hang on. Maybe it was the same dog. That dog loves Broadway. There, this. Okay, so Marshall Knight, frequent tweeter of yes. Patty, to Patty and Emily, mm-hmm. tweeted it and said, y'all, I swear on my life, there was a puppy in a pouch in the front row on your feet, and it was incredible. Puppy in a Broadway show. Oh, my God. Which is crazy. Not a service dog. Well, Somebody no. just brought their fucking puppy. And, like, and then snuck it in he there, also said there's that, no way. And, right, 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 right. And he also said, and then took pictures with it by the stage door. Josh Segarra looked at it so confused, then waved at it. Bonkers. <laughs> That's funny. I love that Josh Segarra waved at the dog. Hi, dog. He's like, I hey, do, puppy. I do sometimes like like wave at dogs or make faces at dogs like they're babies and they're going to react to me because they yes, they don't really do react that. the same way that babies but do. I but I want dogs. them to. I know. I'm like, hey, doggies, I, I see you. I know. Oh, my God. That's crazy. Guys, don't bring your dogs to Broadway shows. What if the dog started so barking? So funny. This, I, okay, so it must be not the same dog oh, okay. because this tweet was also from Marshall Knight. Marshall saw a lot of shows this week. Oh my Good gosh. for you, Marshall. I'm jealous. Oh, yeah. He's the one who said he took advantage of our suggestion to go see shows uh thanksgiving week because there's nobody around they're crazy oh yes it works look at we that did it. so he said yesterday he said i kid you not saw i saw spring awakening tonight and sat next to another dog in a pouch worn by their owner what why is everybody bringing dogs to the theater that is crazy yo that is so weird don't don't like, what like literally the only time I've ever seen a dog in the theater was when it was a, a, yeah, sure. a support dog for a blind person. Well, what if like they, you know, uh, uh, Moritz Stiefel just killed himself, spoiler alert, and the, you know, they're singing <laughs> Left Behind and the dog's like, whoop, 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 whoop. <laughs> right? <laughs> I can't believe that the, I mean, whatever, if the dog's calm, the dog's calm, but like, it's so funny. That's nuts. Now my life goal is to get a dog that's well-behaved enough that I can take it to the theater. I will not abide that. <laughs> what if it's well-behaved? What if it's super well-behaved and well, it just sits there? I'll bring there? a baby and then tell you it's going to be well-behaved. Oh, oh, babies can't be trained. Dogs can only be trained so much. Well, I sat through an entire fucking show with a dog on the floor. No problemo. Yeah, but that's a service animal. Well, service animals are just dogs that have been trained. But there's specific types of dogs that are actually able to be well-trained and well, to do jobs. Who says that I'm not going to do extensive research about what breed I choose before I do this? This is a fake fight, so well, let's just move <laughs> on. <laughs> if I had disposable income, I would make this dream come true. Then you could buy yourself a premium seat and I'll sit in the back. <laughs> Yeah, I'm cool with that. I'm just looking at the grosses, and 
I think the only other show that may be in uh, danger of a a January uh, death sentence is Allegiance. Oh, I loved Allegiance. I need to go see it again because I worship Leah Salonga so fucking much. Also, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. Chicago uh, is not Chicago. doing well. Well, Chicago's never doing well. I know. Like, it's never doing well, and then every once in a while it does great. Yeah, yeah. Like, Chicago definitely goes through its moments where it will have, like, 40, 50, 60% weeks. Yeah, that's where it is right now. Like... I mean, this this is the week before Thanksgiving, so but it was only at forty six percent of its gross. It didn't even make five hundred thousand dollars last week. Wow, who's in it right now? Nene Leakes. Oh fuck! I want. I kind of want to go see her. <laughs> I really don't want to sit through Chicago. You and our again. friend Nick can. I'm gonna sit that one out. <sighs> I don't know. I really wouldn't, it see be, Nene. wouldn't it be? Wouldn't it be a? A New Year's miracle if Chicago closed. That would be funny. I mean, I mean sorry for all those people. Go get people. other jobs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I've seen that show several times in the last few years and it's a wreck. Also, the ambassador. Or just get a director in there. Well, just get a goddamn director and get everybody on the same fucking page at the bare minimum. Well, and close it down maybe and fix up the ambassador because that is like a shithole. Oof, oof, oof. Yeah, it does. It's gross. It's it it definitely it needs some work. It needs, it needs some love. It needs a spruce. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Just like the Helen Hayes. Hey, now the Helen Hayes can have a spruce. Oh yeah, it's due for its its spruce up. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Well, I want to try and see Dames again before it closes cuz that show was really fun. Mm. Maybe I can I'll take my mom. Yeah. Oh, my mom's coming with us to a Christmas story tomorrow. Oh yeah. Exciting. Maybe we can get some mom perspective on the pro- podcast next week. Oh, that'd be a great. I love that, that idea. Fun. See if she'll agree to it. Also, because when I was like, hey, mom, do you want to go see a Christmas story? Mm-hmm. And she was like, mm, I don't know, a Christmas story, Christmas carol. I don't really like that stuff. And and I was like, well, it's really fun and it's really funny. Um, and I think you'd like it. And she was like, oh, okay, I want to see a show. And then today I was like, you still want to go, right? And she was like, it's not like a Christmas carol, a, a musical. And I was like, no, it's a Christmas story. See, because my family's Jewish. I was going to say, oh, you um, Jews. Oh, us Jews. My mom had no idea. She's never heard of a Christmas story. She doesn't know what it is. She might like like what during the show she might be like oh yeah I'm sure they're like the leg the leg lamp maybe and the BB right. gun but like my mom did not own or watch television during the 70s or the 80s right so pretty much anything pop culture that happened in the 70s and the 80s she does not know about mm. sounds like when you. did that movie come out yeah um I think I think early 80s. Yeah, that's what I thought. Yeah, she is. She no cultural reference for that film. Yeah, but I think she'll yeah, like it. There's gonna be a, a bunch of really adorable Aww, kids, Christmas and Kirsten Wyatt is, is gonna be me. an adorable elf. Yes, I can't wait. Yes, she's great. Yeah, a Christmas story came out in '83. Interesting. Mm, um, something I forgot to put on the list, but I just remembered. So this is a surprise to you, maybe. Oh. So 
interesting update on Disaster the Musical. Oh. It's going to be a limited run. At oh, least in the Nederlander sense. because Motown is taking over the Nederlander. Oh, Motown. You did come back, you asshole. <laughs> Gross. In, in the summer, it's coming back. I mean, I'm glad the disaster is going to be a limited run. Also because obviously it had to be because Rachel York has to go to L.A. to do Great Gardens again, which, yes, right. I already have looked up airfare and I need $400 from someone. From work? <laughs> I need $400 to fly to Los Angeles so I can see Rachel York in Grey Gardens. Round trip? Yeah. Oh, wow. Like in the summertime. That's not bad. Because I looked up, wait, is that not, is that cheap? I mean, I guess. Yeah. I want to fly to Seattle. It's usually like, I guess I bought like $500. But I don't have any dollars. Right. So. $400 is a lot of dollars. I mean, I think anywhere any across the country is usually between four and 500, but I would think in the summertime, most mm. airfares would go up just because people want to go places. Well, my hope is that I, you know, I just started a new job and I'm making a little bit more money now and I'm hoping that if I can get my shit together and maybe save a few dollars, that is what I want to spend it on, is flying to Los Angeles to see Rachel York and Grey Gardens. Yeah. Like, I need to do that. Also because it feels really serendipitous to my life because that was and the thing that I really again. didn't want to miss. Well, I didn't want to miss it yeah. this summer, and that was, like, a big part of me being like, oh, my God, I have to say any. I have to say no to seeing Rachel York in Grey Gardens mm-hmm. and I have to say yes to like healing myself. So it would so be this super is like full your circle. Reward for healing it's yourself. My reward. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. I got a new job. I got a new apartment. I got a haircut. <laughs> and I'm on antidepressants. Woo! Full circle. Living All the, the dream. Healing. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, God, I want to see Rachel York is so bad. Well, Betty's doing it still, right, too? Huh? Is it just Rachel or is Betty doing it also? No, I think Betty's also? doing it also. Oh, thank God. Oh, geez. I, I need to go to that. Yeah. I mean, you know how I feel about Betty in that production. <laughs> I want to go. Well, I mean, I, can't, I don't have the article. I'm looking at a different, I'm looking at a Broadway world like just copy and paste job. But I was reading something that was suggesting maybe it was New York times. Cause they seem to do journalism sometimes that, uh, it's probably like, you know, the way Frank Wildhorn doesn't care if his works don't stay long on Broadway because you get the fact that they came from Broadway and that helps licensing. Like that's what disaster is doing. Mm, great. Yeah. I'm fucking excited about Disaster. I don't give a flying fuck as long as I get to see it well, like and, five more times. And that makes me, it, we all sort of were like so excited, but also like, how's this going to work? Because it was such like a right. low budget, small scale right. thing. And, and so then I'm like, okay, they a have a plan. House and yeah, yeah, that's a good plan. I like that they that's have a, good, a plan. Oh my God. Does, does that mean, they're, I guess you don't really need a cast recording because it's all like, pop music but like you should have a cast recording uh, i thought they'll do a cast recording especially if licensing is their if like, it's end yeah goal. right like if license if licensing's the goal oh my god yeah. you gotta have that auto play on mti's website absolutely 
Oh my god, oh my god, that means we're gonna get a cast recording with Rachel York. Mm. Oh my god, I love Rachel York so much, and she's, I'm just happy. What has she, wait, what has she done, has she, what has she done on Broadway? She, not much. Right. But she, like, works all the time, because she's awesome. She works, I know, I know, she works all the time, but it is true that I, her actual She's Broadway like credits. Julia Murney, where you're like, right. clearly. Where oh, you're like, what? this person has been on Broadway a thousand years. And then you're like, what, Julia? What? That's so confusing because you're everything to me. Yeah. Well, it's like Ed Watts making his Broadway debut in Scandalous. Right, in Scandalous. What? So, so weird. That's nonsense. What am I looking up? What am I looking up? Uh, Rachel York. Rachel I'm York. I'm trying to look it up, but my phone's being dumb. Let's see if my phone can be a little bit less dumb than yours. <laughs> my Wi-Fi is not doing well. It's this IBDB app, which is always problematic. Yeah, yeah. It's not a super great app, or it needs more, I don't know, internet power, bandwidth, yeah. whatever that stuff is. Um, Dirty Rotten Scoundrels right. replacement, Sly Fox replacement, Scarlet Pimpernel replacement, Victor Vic. Victoria, that was her big thing, mm, and then um, right. she was also in City of Angels. But Dirty Rotten she Scoundrels did was the last thing that she did. Yeah, that's nuts. That was I in mean on Broadway again, two thousand six. That's nuts. Right, 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 exactly. But but and it's like, crazy too because the last time I mean these are all replacement things, um, and the last time she or the the two times when she originated was in City of Angels. Um, which I don't really know that show very well, but mm-hmm. she was featured, I think, because she has two character names listed here. Um, so that means she probably was an ensemble, but I don't know. Maybe it's just a really small, are there like no ensemble on that show? I'm not sure. Uh. Um, and then Victor Victoria, which I've heard from many people uh, that she was like that year, she was like the sixth person on the Tony list. Uh. You know, yeah. and like a lot of a lot of people are like, she should have fucking won a Tony for that. Like, it was one of the best performances I've ever seen. Ugh. Also, because she was young then too. Yeah, like that was in 1995. She's been around a long time, but she's not. Wait, you know, because I think. Wait, I need to do some math. But wait, wait, wait. How old is Rachel York now? She, okay, she's 19. <laughs> She was 24. She was 24 when she was in Victor Victoria with Julie fucking Andrews. Oh, oh Julie Andrews. That was why she didn't get her nomination. Because well, right. that was the Victor Victoria year where they yeah. only nominated Julie Andrews. And, Julie and they Andrews were like, we hate like, this production. Julie Andrews was like, fuck you. Yeah. I do not accept this nomination. And you can suck it. <laughs> She's the best. I think, I think it's really disrespectful to Julie Andrews to list her nomination for that award on the internet. Mm. It shouldn't exist. She rejected it, so it didn't happen. I think it should be noted that she rejected it, though. Yeah, 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 yeah. You could put her like in parentheses and say, like, something. they wanted to nominate her, yeah. and she was like, go fuck yourself. Yeah. Definitely. God. I love Rachel York so goddamn much. <laughs> her voice is just... I think, honestly... Voices wise, like hers is one of my faves. Mm. Hers is one of my favorites. When I saw her at the Triad slash Stage Seventy Two <laughs> slash whatever other names that place has now, um, it exploded my brains. It literally exploded my brains. Her voice is insanity. 
Yeah, she's got a great voice. It's so God, like voice is... distinct. Oh, her voice is so good. I need her to do more solo albums. Mm. Cause she only has the one and it's a fun album, but it's not the album that I need her to do. <laughs> you know what I mean? Send her a message. <laughs> like it's like, a, it's like an album of like love songs. Yeah. Love and songs. I'm like, come on girl. Yeah. How about, um, an album of 11 o'clock numbers? Oh, well, that's your dream for everyone. Although that's a really great theme. <laughs> right. Oh, come I mean, on people. Who doesn't want to just listen to 11 o'clock numbers? Any acknowledgement that this was my idea. I just want to buy those albums. Yeah. I want, like, do you know, what you know I who want? put together a good Broadway album? Who? Norm Lewis. Oh, yeah. Like, great album. That's the type of Broadway album I want from a Broadway people. Do you know what I want as we're sitting here talking about this? I'm thinking, because hmm. at first I thought, I want someone to do an album of all revival numbers. But then hmm. you can't really have that. Like, it wouldn't be one person's album. So then I'm like, right. I want, I mean, I know there's the Broadway, what are they called? gospel something i don't know there's some broadway gospel choir that's like made up of ensembleists but like i want an ensembleist album that's all Ooh, revival, numbers. revival numbers yeah put oh somebody put money in that and then somebody like, put money like, in that instead of having hunter foster come sing run freedom run you haven't you get to have an ensembleist sing lead vocals in that song i would love that yeah i would love that let's do it let's do that I'll Somebody talk to Nika and Mo <laughs> at the Ensemblist and we'll, <laughs> we'll produce Let's it. make it happen. <laughs> Who's got the money? Mm. Something really exciting, though, that is happening is a DVD release of Melissa Erico live at 54 Below. Crazy. And this is... Where's the DVDs of all of the other shows that I've seen? Well, I don't well, I haven't know. Seen I mean, show, well, right. This is exciting because of that. You didn't get to see it, so now you could potentially see it. But also what it means for potential future shows that are going to be released as DVDs. You know? Cause oh, my gosh. There had to be Just that. Just in time for Carolee Carmelo to get her shit together and put there together a 54 Below show. <laughs> oh, Jesus. Yes. Make that happen. And you could own it forever. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! That would be wonderful. Like a sanctioned, well-produced. Oh my god! Recording. Make Alice and Emily do it. Oh Alice yeah! And Emily. Absolutely. Especially if so they do it ideas. with those bigger names that they know they're going to sell it out anyway. Hmm. You know, like they're not going to have yeah. a problem selling it. Or right. like if Aaron Tveit does more shows there and sells them out in thirty seconds, mm, and then he can <laughs> sell a million copies on DVD. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And maybe they'll be eventually there is that that like Broadway for net or that Netflix for Broadway thing. I can't remember what the website's called, but it was going around that you can like sign up for it and stream. Right, right. Stream things. And right now it's all mostly like BBC stuff, you know, because right. you can't get the rights to but things. It, it's good and it's interesting to see, especially as like technology yeah. changes and the way we interact with media changes, the theater community has to find ways to evolve and work with that yeah. without like, you know, everyone's afraid that like nobody's going to want to go see live theater. But I honestly do not believe that. Like, I think even when people have access to those things, 
you still want to go see live theater yeah. because live theater is a different experience. And I think people know that. Well, and, a, and I don't know why the people in the big offices with the big chairs and the big ideas don't get that. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it took them long enough to, to be a part of social media. That's true. You know, it took those, those theaters and those shows a long time to figure it out. <laughs> and some <laughs> still are, but, yeah. um, this, this hopefully is, you know, great performances on PBS has been going on for so long. Mm-hmm. Why can't people who don't have PBS out, you know, who are outside of this country, why can't we work the rights out to let them see that sometimes? Hell yeah. And sometimes it is, but like, it's, it's so much easier to make things available that I hope they aren't scared of the fact that it that people will ask for it. Because hmm. it's a lot of work. Hmm. It's a lot of work asking all those, getting all those creatives to sign off on it and the rights and blah, right, blah, blah, right. blah, blah. And what do you do when people are <laughs> dead? Then you have to work with estates and estates oh, aren't the worst. Estates, they're the worst. <laughs> um, they're the worst. But it's good to see that it's starting. Also, we may have another annual gypsy revival on our hands. Oh my gosh. Listen, if it happens, I'm ready for it. Yeah. I'm ready to see that. Kevin D. Daly has flown to London twice to see it, so it's got to be good. He saw it four times total. I had a dream last night that I flew out to see the closing performance. (laughs) That's out of character. Yeah, but I... Like it was like a last minute thing, and I was like, I'm just gonna buy a ticket, which is nonsense. <laughs> um, and then I got there and I was like in the theater, and then I went, Oh my god, did I buy a return ticket? <laughs> and I I had bought the ticket because it was like such a good deal, but it, because it was only a one way ticket. Oh, that's funny. And then I was like, How am I gonna get home? <laughs> Oh my god, that is so funny. What? How did? And then you woke up. Yeah, I don't think I don't think it was resolved, and I don't I don't know even know why. I I must have just been like looking at his like tweets or something right before I fell asleep because I don't know why else that would be in my head. But I remember being frustrated that I didn't have a a playbill (laughs) when I got there because you don't get playbills. You have to buy right. a program. Ugh. Ugh. I know. I know. I mean, I would have to buy a program at every show. Yeah. How much? But they're not expensive. They're like 10 bucks. Yeah. It's not like a, you know, glossy. Right. Thing. Not like $30 yeah. picture book. No, it's not the grimmery. Um, yeah, but I don't know. I'm excited. I don't. All the gypsies all the time. Yeah. It's a, like the best show. Like there's. I I get people's fatigue with it, but then I feel like you don't really like it, and then you just don't have to see it. I don't know. I welcome Amelda to the United States. Me too. Good. <laughs> Good. Uh, <laughs> tonight, as we speak right now, the Bridges of Madison County tour has started. Oh my god, I want to go see it. I know. Elizabeth Stanley. I Although know. both of them, I still think both of them are way too young for those parts. I still think that those parts need to be cast way older. Yeah. And that's really frustrating. Like even Kelly and Stephen Pascal were way too young. Well, yeah. I mean, how old was Clint Eastwood when they filmed that? Like, like they're supposed to be 
He was like in 40. There, I think 50. I was going to say like for those characters like I think they're supposed to be like in their 50s. They're yeah. mid to late 50s because it's supposed to like the whole thing in the book from what I've heard and I guess in the movie because I haven't read or seen those is that it's like there's like an urgency because they're like, oh, is this my last chance to have an adventure? Or at least she really feels like, is this, mm. you know, he's trying to connect to something and she's like, is this my last chance to get out? And mm. like, that's a different feeling you have when you're in your late 50s than if you're in your early 40s, Kelly yeah. O'Hara. <laughs> wow. Is she in her early 40s, late 30s or early 40s, something like that? Yeah, I think that sounds right. I all of a sudden got self-conscious that I aged her up. Listen, she needs to get over that because you weren't saying it like it was a an insult. Right. Also, she's 39. Uh-uh. She's gorgeous. Yeah. She'll be 40 next April. Hmm. I, think, I think Kelly is always younger than I think because she... You know, as soon as her name got out there, she just started booking so many shows. She's done so many shows that you, I always think she's older because I'm like, how could you have that many credits and be under 40? Mm. Well, and how old is Elizabeth Stanley? I don't know, like 35? She be, yeah, she's younger than Kelly. But that's what, I mean, I feel like, think of how old the original cast of Wicked was. Uh, Norbert Leo Butts <laughs> was so way too old They're for that supposed part. Supposed to be like eighteen. At like I also because like my vision of Fierro is like Aaron Tveit, mm. and then trying to imagine Norbert Leo Butts also like because of the other things that I've seen Norbert in. Like well, I can't, right. I, have a, I can't really imagine him as like the hot young pretty boy. I mean, he thinks it's funny too. That's true. Right. Exactly. He's like, how did that happen? And you're like, I don't know, man. That's crazy. What are you going to do? Say no to a job? (laughs) I'm too old for this role. Yeah. Oh, that's funny. But yeah, Bridges, I think the closest it's coming to us is DC and that's like next year. So maybe we'll go see it. Maybe we'll next summer. In like six months. But if it's coming to a town near you, you guys should go see it and then tell us how it was. Yes. Well, we are seeing, we said already, we're seeing a Christmas story at Paper Mill tomorrow. We're recording this on Saturday because we have a full day on Sunday. So we're seeing a Christmas story. Maybe we'll get to hear from Emily's mom about it. Um, And on Tuesday, on the 1st of December, we're seeing Miguel Angelo at Joe's Pub. I'm excited. We loved his last show. Mm -hmm. And this is a newer show. Uh, It has a similar element. You know, it deals a lot with um, him being an immigrant. So, you know, hot, hot topic right now. Hot topics. Everybody should come. (laughs) Come see it with us. Yeah, it's at Joe's Pub. I think I said that. Um, It's 7 o'clock and we'll be there and you should be there. Yes. And then coming up on Thursday. It's the Wiz Live. Oh, the Wiz. I'm excited. I'm yes. excited. We get to go see it in a movie theater. Yeah, our original plan was to watch it at my apartment, but we get to go to a viewing at a movie theater. I'm really excited to see it on a big screen. Like also because like since I moved, I bought one of those movie passes, so I've seen more movies because I usually never see movies. And it definitely made me be like, oh yeah. 
watching movies in a real theater and not like streaming it on Netflix while I'm also playing Candy Crush on my phone makes a difference. Mm. Like I saw Creed the other night and now all I dream of is Creed the musical with Joshua Henry. <laughs> and yes. seriously, everybody I just mean, like totally non-musical theater. Oh my God. But seriously, Patty, it's a really good movie. Yeah. Like it's a fantastic movie. It's really good. Ich Rocky. Ich Creed. Ich all of it. It's so good. Great movie. The fight mm. scenes, the fight choreography, whoever choreographed those fight scenes. Wonderful. I know. The, the internet seems to really love it. It's so good. Mm. It's exactly as good as people are saying it is. Well, maybe I'll go see it. Do it. And uh, The Wiz, I'm so excited. I'm really excited about The Wiz. It's going to be good. Yes. I mean, all of those clips look phenomenal. And I know you hate um, the parade and you didn't watch it, but their their little performance in the Macy's Thanksgiving Day Parade was pretty great. Cool. I mean, everybody's lip syncing, so whatever. But, like, they did Brand New Day and it was fantastic. That's exciting. Oh, and um, I can't remember what his name is, but one of the guys from Whirl Inside a Loop, the one that was wearing a hat, um, who was, like, the quiet one, do you know what I'm talking about? He opened Brand New Day, and I couldn't. I was like, Whoa. I love that guy. Who are you oh from? Oh, my God, amazing. And then it took me a minute to remember it. So we have him to look forward to. That's awesome. Yeah. Carolee, 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 Carolee. Update. Happy Thanksgiving, Carolee Carmelo. I hate Thanksgiving, Thanksgiving, though. Oh, um, my. She had a show. Yeah, that's right. Do you think oh. she likes Thanksgiving? Oh, I bet she loves Thanksgiving. Yeah. She seems like the type of person that loves, like, a hol- a holiday mm. family gathering. hmm I mean, maybe I'd just say that because she lived in the suburbs for a long time. Like, I, don't, I mean, I don't know. I don't know what people – I think people that live in the suburbs really like that stuff. I would agree. My, my parent – my mom – I mean, not so much my dad. My mom loves that, you know, wants to have a nice table with – she got upset because, you know, we're living here in New York with all of my stuff and I don't fucking have matching dishes. That was upsetting at Thanksgiving. Anyway, I, I hope Carolee had a nice, I hope she had a, you know, a fam Thanksgiving and then also went to her Broadway Thanksgiving. Mm, yeah, maybe they did it. Well, I guess they didn't really have a day off until Monday or like maybe they'll do a Thanksgiving dinner on Sunday night. Mm. Oh, there was a thing in like, I picked up my mail from my old apartment the other day and there was a New York magazine that was just about food and drinks, which was also really annoying because I didn't realize that. And I started flipping through it and was like, oh, there's a lot of articles about food. And I kept on flipping being (laughs) like, when do the food articles end? And it took me a really long time to realize that that entire copy was only about food. But they had exposés where it was like... Like Jim Gaffigan had a, the, this section where it was like, you know, I don't know, chicken and dumplings for a family of eight or whatever. And it was like him and his family. And then yeah. like one of them was like some fancy, fancy dinner for 70 at Hamilton and they served Hamilton. Oh. And that made me, I don't know why I brought that up. Broadway show people eating food together. Yeah. Leslie Margarita tweeted a funny thing about like eating like having shouldn't have eaten so much turkey and then like right before her tap number. <laughs> so I'm assuming they, you know, at most of the shows would 
cater something in between shows right. so that people yeah. could, could have some sort of meal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Well, I had a nice Thanksgiving, even though I fucking hate Thanksgiving and I think it's the worst holiday ever because I made mac and cheese. So that How'd was your okay. mac and cheese turn out? Um, my mac and cheese was banging. That's good. It was good. We used all the good stuff. We used heavy cream, mm-hmm. whole milk. Yeah. All the fatty stuff. Real butter. Yeah. Lots wow. of cheese. Yeah. I made some delicious pies. Yeah. Yeah, I made a salted honey Carly pie. I think Carly is great at making mm. pies. I don't know why oh, I think that. I feel like Kate Baldwin's great at making cookies. Carly Carmella can make a great pie. Sure. What does uh, Julie Andrews make? Mm, tarts. <laughs> Perfect. Like berry tarts. Yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like Joshua Henry makes a really good meringue. Oh, well, yeah, and he doesn't like use a, a like whisk or exactly. like egg beaters. I mean, oh, he right. like no, does he it does it all by hand. hand. That's yeah. where he got those muscles from. Yeah, or that's how he maintains them. And then he does like a nice gentle fold in of the sugar. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. He's got the strength and the sweetness. <laughs> this is weird. <laughs> Patty, what do you think? What about like Aaron Tveit? <laughs> um. I think Aaron Tveit, like, I mean, are we just going baked goods? Yeah, 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 just baked goods. Okay, I think he makes a good, like, zucchini bread. Oh, yeah. Because I think he's a little healthy. Right. So he thinks it's got the vegetables in it. Right, totally, uh, Even though it's still, like, a treat. Yes, definitely. Great. (laughs) Okay. Now it's time for the Laura Benanti Tweet of the Week. On November 23rd at 10.07 p.m., Laura Benanti tweeted, The monsters on House Hunters right now are insisting on carpeting and no fireplace. And did I mention there were raisins in my fried rice? (laughs) There's a lot happening in that tweet. Listen, I would not want raisins in my fried rice. I don't necessarily understand the carpet fireplace thing. Mm, Well, I've watched a lot of House Hunters. And... Usually people, especially these days, don't want carpet. It's more of like it's harder to deal with than hardwood floors or tile. Right. Um, And it's gross, especially if you're buying someone else's house. Right. Yeah, you got to put new carpet in. And like everybody wants a fireplace. So I guess that's not true, but it kind of is true, especially on House Hunters. Like everybody always wants hardwood floors, a fireplace, and stainless steel appliances. Uh-huh. Like and that's what rich people get, y'all. <laughs> well, yeah, and granite. That's some rich people shit. <laughs> and if they, God forbid, there's paint on the walls that they don't like the color of because they, you know, I know that we can change it, but I just can't see past it. Ew! What are you blind? <laughs> you're, are you like a casting director who's like, we can't cast her; she's a brunette. <laughs> and you're like, have you ever heard of wigs? Yeah, they are though. Or Fuck. like. I mean, I just it's can't a see little... past that paint. Paint over it. <laughs> it's literally a paint over it with like wallpaper because it's more intense to take down. Sure, but it's sure. the same sort of thing where they're like, oh, God, people wallpaper. are wallpaper. Yep. Like that's just so idiotic because like like today I bought a pair of pants that were two sizes too big for me because I was like, I'm going to take these in. Anyway, that's it. Yep. That's funny. Fireplace car- <laughs> carpet. I'd probably go for some carpet. I mean, I don't mind carpet in like a bedroom. Mm. 
you know, because you're I would want carpet in the bedroom and the living room. Hmm. Like a really nice plush carpet. I spill so much that I don't think I should have carpet. <laughs> well, get a dark colored carpet. That's yeah. what I'd do. Yeah. I'd get like black carpets or something. Or I just would live with it because that's what I've had my whole life is my entire childhood and adult, even into adulthood, even to this past summer, is carpeting in my parents' house that is constantly stained because... We are a clumsy family. And my mom being like, the carpet needs to be clean. <laughs> when I was in high school, my parents had our carpets professionally clean, like, like big deal professionals came in mm-hmm. and cleaned our carpets. And like a week later, I spilled paint on the carpet. Oh, paint. Like paint. you can't get that out. Yeah. My mom was pissed. Sure. Yeah, anyway. we always had carpet. My parents still have shag carpeting in the bedrooms. Oh, my God. That's amazing. It's green. I would totally get shag carpet in, like, a rec room. Yeah, we used to. Oh, God. We had the best shag carpeting in our li- or in our family room or rec room, if you will. Or mm. den. Den is such, like, a yeah, 80s den. thing to say. <laughs> it, was, it was, like, orange and yellow and brown shag carpeting. And mm. then we had, like, an olive green... Like, um, oh God, it was like burlap couch. It wasn't oh my like, God. it was like a rough fabric. That's hilarious. Oh. Well, I bet Wait. Laura Bedanti had some good carpet growing up. Oh, definitely. In New Jersey, they in got New great Jersey. carpet. Great yeah. carpets in New Jersey. That's our show. Until next week, you can follow us on Twitter at, at Patty, the letter N, Emily, Patty, N, Emily. You can follow us individually at Patty with Y and at Emily Faye Oakley and find us anywhere else on the internet by searching Patty and Emily. Be sure to subscribe to us on iTunes, rate us and leave us a comment and we'll read it on the show. Send us your topic suggestions, questions, dreamcasts, etc. And in the meantime, go, go see live theater. theater.